If you've ever got a student to do something by calling it a game, you might be a teacher. Being a teacher sometimes means finding ways around limitations, problems, or struggles to keep things on track. We learn to improvise and adapt. But when it comes to teaching language arts in our school, we don't have to find workarounds. Loyola Press took the long view when they created Voyages in English, the brilliant K-8 language arts program. The fundamentals of grammar and writing that students learn enable them to become effective writers, which can help improve performance on standardized tests and grow into successful communicators. The flexible framework of Voyages in English is adaptable to any teaching style and any student's abilities. With practice, the mechanics build in complexity over time. It just all works together. Visit voyagesinenglish.com to learn more, then order a sample. With Voyages in English, there are no crazy workarounds, just solid help for today's language arts teachers. Catholic Teachers Lounge with Jill and Colleen. Welcome to the Catholic Teachers Lounge, the only podcast by Catholic school teachers for Catholic school teachers. I'm Colleen and I'm here with Jill and we are grateful to be together again to laugh, explore and connect. Thank you to Loyola Press for sponsoring us and for you, the teachers, for doing what you do every day. It is Catholic Schools Week, and today we are celebrating advocacy for school choice and the importance of educators understanding education policy, which is really doesn't sound like something um, you would you have a party about, but our guest today is a super fun guest, and I have no doubt that our podcast our, today is still going to sound like a party and a celebration. So, Jill, how you doing today? I'm I'm really excited today because of our guest. Um, sometimes you're just instant friends with people because you realize you have things in common in the Catholic schools of just having the same mindset about some things and doing the hard work in Catholic schools. So it's good to have a third person in the lounge. It is good to have a third person in the lounge. And Bruce is a friend of mine from about 10 years back. We do go back a little ways here. So I'm really excited to have a friend in the lounge. And Bruce Hermy from the American Federation for Children is our guest. And Bruce, can you give us a quick personal bio in uh, 40 seconds or less? <laughs> sure. First of all, Colleen and Jill, thanks for having me and great to see you guys. Um, my title is National Director of School Partnerships. So I work with schools nationally um, to help promote the expansion, defense, and establishment of school choice programs to serve families and kids. Prior to coming to AFC, I was a Catholic school principal in the Diocese of Phoenix, where I spent 15 years not only as a principal, but as a high school dean of students and also a high school English teacher um, and moonlighted as a high school football coach for about a decade, too. So glad to be with you all today. He's worn all the hats. So we know He's you're legit when you hats. have that many. You have all those different jobs you've had. So you've made it to the lounge for that reason alone. And Jill, like he's our people because he's another English teacher and he's done elementary and high school. So he's like run the gamut of everything. So love that. Love that. All right. So before we get started and really dig into um, policy, we want to play a game. <laughs> Are you ready, Bruce? Oh, I'm ready. <laughs> okay. So this is just like a, would you rather? So I'm going to give you two things. This is going to kind of give us a profile of how you roll uh, when you are at school. You ready? Sounds good. All right. Lunch duty or recess duty? Uh, lunch duty. Pick up or drop off? I like drop off actually. Me too. All right. Preschool or middle school? 
middle school. Those are my people. Yes, me too. <laughs> me too. I knew we were friends. Basketball game or band concert? <sighs> this probably surprise. I'm going to take the band concert. Okay. All right. But, Write but a paper a, or. I was going to say, as a, as a former dean, there's a reason. Like, <laughs> less problems at the band concert I've found. So, there you go. Oh. Yeah. There are less problems at the band concert. Yep, for sure. All right. Write a paper or do a presentation? Write a paper, 100% of the time. Yeah, me too. <laughs> Come early or stay late? Gotta be early. Okay. Science fair or Renaissance fair? I'm going to go with the Renaissance fair. I mean, as an English guy with a history background, that just speaks to me. <laughs> like, let's get a big chicken leg and, you know, throw some tomatoes at people and have some fun on the, the Jacob's Ladder thing that I've never been able to accomplish, but continue to try. Like, let's let's get after. Oh, my gosh. I love it. You know way too much about the Renaissance fair. Good job. I do. I didn't see that coming. No, this is the biggest surprise so far in this episode. Thank you, Bruce. You're welcome. I'm here to entertain. Direct traffic. <laughs> direct traffic or direct the play? Oh, I'm going to direct traffic. You know, I don't want to do that to the kids okay. trying to direct the play. Yeah. All right. All right. Field trip or fundraiser? Uh, field trip because you get to hang out with the kids. Okay. Adoration or praise and worship? Adoration. Okay. Christmas play or passion play? Uh, Christmas play. Okay. And then last question in the wild, would you rather see a praying mantis or a Venus flytrap? I'm going to go with the praying mantis. <laughs> Ooh, all, Me right. Too. Me too. <laughs> all right. Well, thank you for playing. Um, that those are just our, our silly fun questions, but I mean, you're really here to talk about kind of a serious topic. So why don't we dig into that? Well, and I, this is what's hard is, um, advocacy is very overwhelming of a topic for teachers. So a room full of teachers and you're trying to talk advocacy, like what are some things teachers should know about what's happening outside of their classrooms to ensure that we have Catholic schools, that it gets funding, that we get, you know, that's that parents have choices so that they can choose a Catholic school. What comes to mind when you're talking with teachers or people who don't understand, who don't know what you do all day? Sure. Um, you know, I always start with there's a place in advocacy for everybody, no matter what your role is in the school. And the easiest way to fulfill whatever role you can fulfill is to educate yourself, to know what's going on, to pay attention. Um, you can do that easily through, you know, talking to your school leadership. You could talk to your Catholic conference director. If you've, if you've met that person, know who they are. Talk with your pastor. A lot of the times they might be tied into what's taking place legislatively. Uh, in some cases, um, you can put together a Google search with keywords with Catholic schools and, um, you know, your state legislature and school choice in my case and, and get things that just pop up to you in a news format. But education is the first step always um, and having a better understanding. And, and I come at this realizing like for some of us as educators, teachers in the classroom, the last time we talked about civics might have been uh, sophomore year of high school or it could have been third grade with how a bill becomes law, schoolhouse rock. But mm -hmm, however, right. we kind of got to that. Um, there's a need for teachers to connect and understand what's taking place around them because it is impacting their kids and their schools like it never has before, quite frankly. 
Mm-hmm. It's hard too. It's funny when you're out and talking with parents, you know, that's part of my job now. The average person doesn't even understand that we like in Michigan, we don't live in a choice state, but um, we still have plenty of federal funding as an income source to the school that balances the rest of our budget and keeps tuition costs down. So every state is touching this and every school is deciding their level of involvement with state dollars, federal dollars. And then even if you are a choice state, they don't all look the same. So every state, if you're moving, if you are a first-time Catholic school parent, you might not even know uh, what's happening behind the scenes besides your tuition bill or lack of tuition bill or partial tuition bill. Like All of that um, is a bit of a mystery. And yet, um, if everyone was more educated, they would, they would understand how much Catholic schools save the public school dollars. Um, if like The public school system just wouldn't even sustain all of our students if Catholic schools collapsed. It, correct. So on average, I think the, the public schools the, was somewhere over the, the range of $15,000 a year per student. Our Catholic schools are more in the range of seven dollars to 8000 a year. Um, and so when you look at the savings that comes along with that, Jill, Catholic schools are definitely saving the state money. Um, and we're doing a lot more with a lot less, quite frankly, in terms of su- serving our students uh, when it comes to those dollars and making them work for families and kids. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Go ahead. So Bruce, as a, as a teacher or a principal, I, I have to be honest, I was not, well, not this is not entirely true until very late in my principal years when I was in Indiana and Indiana was in the process of moving over into the voucher system. Mm-hmm. And so I was there for the first couple of years of that, but that was the first time that I ever got involved in even understanding, oh, well, the decisions that are being made at a, at a policy level are now affecting the decisions that I make every day as an educator. How, you know, and that just happened to be because of that moment in time and the position that I was in, how can you get people, um, you know, your teachers and your principals that you work with, how do you get them to think about that every day, even when there isn't a movement going on? I think there's a movement going on all the time every day. We're just not fully aware of it. So how do you bring awareness to that? So we always keep in mind that the teachers, school leaders are busy, right? And this is one more thing, yeah. an important thing. Um, and awareness is key. You know, it's eye-opening actually when you look at the number of legislative bills that are introduced every year to minimize or abolish school choice programs that have been in existence for for decades in some cases. Um, and it's the the families, the parents who come forward a lot of times with the help of their schools who are aware of these things um, and, and giving those families the tools to empower themselves to come forward and share their stories and talk with their legislators that kind of stand in the void between the the reality of having these things and not having these things. Um, and, and it, you know, with the success of school choice over the last, you know, three, four years, especially with just kind of this boom we've seen, um, you know, the, the opposition to school choice is becoming more and more vociferous at the legislature about it, um, and, and trying to do real harm to the programs. And Colleen, I was like, you, it wasn't until I became a school principal that I realized, um, just how often the programs come under fire and the necessity of our parents, our families and our schools, and for our school leaders to stand up and use our voices and spread the good news. Talk about how these scholarships are allowing us as schools to meet the needs of families and kids and to serve them well and the successes the kids are finding in our schools um, as, a, as a result of these programs. Um, and you're seeing all this expansion rapidly because parents are and have always been the drivers of school choice. Demand necessitates the legislators who are our champions and framers of school choice take action on these things. But I always refer to school leaders and school personnel as the glue of school choice. We are the only mm-hmm. group that can impact advocacy, 
implementation by admitting students and teaching them. Um, and we're the only group that can bring the data to the table to show that these programs are serving schools well. And that's quantitative and qualitatively. So voice is necessary from all school personnel. I just want to encourage a couple of practical things that cross the teacher then. So in a, in a few ways, this is why it's important to know who you're voting for and befriend them. Like regardless of what side of the aisle, this is where you invite your representatives into your school, not when it's election year, but when you're doing a cool school program, when you're doing something out of the box in your classroom or in the school, it's okay to invite all all those parties. Um, we're at a point now where our, our one of our state reps is a friend. Like she'll text me and say, "Hey, robotics bill, yay or nay for non-public." And she's a, and she's a public school advocate. She just wants to know how it's going to impact non-public. And we've all done our homework, so I'll tell her yay or nay, or how to advocate for lunch programs or whatever it might be. So she might not always followed my advice, but she wants to know what our buzz is, and that's really important. And teachers can do that. So pay attention to who around you knows what's going on. Um, and those relationships go a long, long way. No, that's fantastic, Jill, because legislators will tell you when you talk to them, they want to hear more from parents and school leaders uh, about these things that are taking place. You know, I have a running joke that anyone who votes on votes on legislative policy should have to have an office that overlooks a kindergarten playground. The reality yes. is that can't be the case. So it's, you know, the impetus is on us as school leaders and teachers to bring the playground to them at the legislature and give them this data, invite them to see things, talk to them and make sure they understand our kids aren't numbers, they're people benefiting from this stuff as it comes through uh, for votes in the legislature. It's a really awesome. good piece of advice. Yeah, thank you. And so before, before I know the bell is going to ring and any second now, but any last little piece of advice that you want to leave for teachers and principals, Bruce? Yeah, don't be afraid to lead up. Um, find a way to be involved. Educate yourself. Ask your your school leader, if you're a teacher, what you can do to, to be involved. Find your representative and who they are and talk to them about your own experience as a teacher and the votes that they're taking. And not always votes that are coming up. If you know someone has been supportive of your school, not just in school choice, but in general, your school call them up and just say thank you. I mean, uh, being a legislator, legislator is a lot like being a teacher or a, a school leader. We don't always hear uh, the good things. The bad things tend to find us frequently, mm -hmm. but we don't always hear the good. So picking up the phone, sending a letter that's handwritten or, or typed out and signed um, and just saying, hey, thank you for voting for this and supporting our kids in my school. That goes a long way with legislators. Um, I have a, a, a colleague who's a former speaker of the House um, in, in one state. And he said that the only thing he saved when he left his role as speaker was a macaroni necklace given to him by a student. That was his most prized wow. possession in his office. Um, because that spoke to him as he had made a difference for mm. some hard votes he took, um, on school choice in the past. So it can be profound for legislators too. I've never thought of that. They get the as much angry email as we oh, yeah. do. I've never even I've never even considered that. They are they are also our people. They are. Who yeah. Know? <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. Well, that is great. Thank you so much. Thanks for sharing. I this was like a really quick conversation. We could probably talk about we have talked about this for hours. But um that that is the bell and we do have to go back to class. So, thank you so much for the energy boost as we love exploring your ideas and affirming your efforts. Keep the suggestions coming in and tune into our next episode as we talk about more great ideas from fellow teachers and continue to celebrate Catholic Schools Week. We will see you next time. Thanks, Bruce. You're very welcome. Thanks for having me on. Appreciate it. Good to see you both.